Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Earners, what's up? Look, I wanna give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Since the start of 2023, the city of Atlanta has reported 72,600 evictions in seven months. 
Uh, this is already 10,000 evictions more than 2022. Mm-hmm. According to the data tracked and published by the Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank, there were 11,159 new evictions reported in June. From January to June, only about 15.5% of the evictions have proceeded. Um, so, okay. So, a lot of people are getting evicted in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Which I would assume is an indication for the broader country worldwide, um, nationwide. So what is your thoughts about this disturbing trend? Um, The first thing I want to point out, some of these are rolling over from um, the, the period where people didn't have to pay. But if I'm going to go into my conspiracy bag, if inflation is getting higher, the job market is not coming back. I truly believe that these evictions are happening because they want their city back. And by they, we know who they is. I'm going to act like I'm Khaled. But I think maybe Atlanta for too long has been too black. And Atlanta and Georgia is normally a very friendly city when it comes to these evictions. But some of, going back to the pricing, some of the, the pricing in Midtown and in Buckhead is unaffordable for most people. I'm not counting the people that are ballers and have a bunch of money flowing in. Cool. But for the average person, if they want a three-bedroom, four-bedroom, the prices over the last year have increased dramatically. And if you want to change the demographics of a city, one of the fastest ways you can change them is by changing the price of the rental market. I think it's a mistake because if wages and income is not increasing as in fa- as fast as the rental market pricing, these are the kind of things that will lead to a crash or collapse. We're seeing it with Airbnb. Airbnb at one point was looked at as an affordable option to hotels, and then mm-hmm. they got super sexy, and they tried to make every Airbnb a Rolls Royce, and the prices were too damn high. And guess what? Most Airbnb properties are not being rented out like how they were two years prior or three years prior. So if this continues for a long period of time, it can spell a lot of trouble. But the first thing I thought when, when I saw this, these amount of evictions, um, they want to quietly find a way to displace some people out of the city of Atlanta and move them out to the suburbs. That was, that was great minds think alike because the first thing I thought was, especially being here in New York, the amount of time it takes to evict somebody versus the time it takes to evict somebody in Atlanta mm-hmm. or in well, Atlanta specifically, right? So that was the first thing I thought. But the second thing is kind of like what you alluded to, right? Like the kind of like when we first were learning about Airbnbs and how it could be super profitable, the, a couple of the cities we were thinking about with Miami and Atlanta, yes. there was kind of a, a crackdown on that. And so like if you're not getting that money from Airbnb, now the person who actually has the lease has to now pay that, which could be – you know, something that they can't afford anymore, right? The other part of it was the unemployment rate. Now, when we talk about unemployment, it, this kind of leads into like what you were saying. It was like, what type type of jobs are being offered? Absolutely. What type of jobs do are we being offered? What type of jobs do we have? Who's being laid off and where are those layoffs happening? And so if you look at the demographics of Atlanta, right, we know specific counties that are predominantly look like us and people from our community. And so, yes, hospitalities, 
lost jobs and construction is are we getting these jobs and so that talks about the income that is coming in to the households of the families in atlanta so there's a couple factors there but the the, the number is extremely staggering knowing that we're only in july and we still got you know five months to go in this year where, where is this number headed yeah i mean i would say um I said it was I said on Instagram is a few different things. One of the things I said was uh that Georgia was a landlord friendly state mm-hmm. and a variety of different people disagreed with me on that and said I didn't know what I was talking about and different things of nature. And then um one gentleman in particular, his name is Saint underscore Jermaine, and he said uh he just be talking sometimes. <laughs> And um, does that get under your skin? I like I like how you read it though. Like you, read, I would imagine that's how you said it. You, no, you I, be chatting, Shotty be chatting. I don't take anything personal, um, especially for somebody that I don't know. And I I don't think that it was um, it wasn't nice. Did, did you take it personal when he said he made us? I did. I think that was AI. I think that was gotcha. AI. The app called stupidity. Alan Iverson. Alan But um, Saint, yeah, you know, Saint, I, I don't, I didn't think that that was too nice of, of a thing to say. It wasn't nice. Um, but you know, obviously, there's a long list of different things. But you know, just the quick overview of Atlanta is, um, you can be evicted for not paying rent or for failing to move out. At an ex- expiration or termination of a, of a lease, if the landlord tries to evict you for not paying rent, you have seven days to pay <laughs> the rent owed, or you can legally be evicted. Whereas, whew, New York, New York's tough. A landlord must go to court, must win the case, then must pay a fee to have the law enforcement officer properly evict you there's a whole process you could literally stay in in, in for two years before That's you squad on somebody's property in new york oh, no, for it's, sure it's it's a whole thing so when i'm saying that it's a landlord friendly state is it the most landlord friendly state in america I, i'm not sure but when you're comparing it to states like new york it's tremendously in favor of the landlord. Sometimes we have a, we don't have a perception of things because we only look at it from our perspective. So it's like you might just live in Georgia. Like, oh, it's not a landlord-friendly state. I've been trying to get this guy out for a month. Well, talk to the landlord in New York who really has no rights at all yeah. and has to deal with a squatter that's living there and you got to go to court and you got to get law enforcement. And you literally I think they're still with it last year. Yeah, I think somebody's damaging. squatting here for six not only, not only are they squatting, they damaging the property. Now you got to have rehab come in after they leave. It's a whole process. It's extremely hard to kick somebody out. Yeah. So I say that to say it's all perspective. If you don't think it's a landlord-friendly state, that's your, that's your right. But compared to a lot of other states, like New York, Oh, it's, sure. a landlord, it's a landlord. It's yeah. a landlord friendly state. So I think that that's definitely um, in favor of people getting evicted because you don't have to put up with it. If they're not paying that. You can just kick them out. I think it also has to do with um, the haves and have nots because rent prices are going up, and as rent goes up, it, you know, s- certain point in time you can't afford to pay your rent. 
So there are people still getting money. There are people that still stimulate in the economy, but everybody is not at that same pace. Mm-hmm. And the rent prices are, are only like skyrocketing in these in these major cities. I told yeah. you about the guy that was paying ten thousand dollars a month for a one bedroom in New York. So we're gonna start seeing this is a broader conversation where there's there's gonna be a housing crisis if if this isn't under control because everybody wants to live in, in cities or close to cities. Nobody wants to live in, in nowhere and in, mm-hmm. in, in farm fields and different things of nature. So everybody you have the vast majority of people trying to live in a couple different places, right? You have like big areas where you have New York, you have LA, you have Miami, you have Atlanta, you have like, you know, 10 different major. Yeah. came to Austin. And everybody's trying to live in, in these 300 million people. Everybody's trying to live in these different areas. Um, so there's a demand because even if, if you can't afford to live here, then somebody else can. So it doesn't even affect the landlord. Because it's like, you know, for every five people that can't afford to live here, then there's 10 people that can't afford to live here. So I'm just going to keep I'm going to keep rising. Incomes have been pretty stable. Incomes aren't rising at the same pace of inflation. So that's a problem. And then you have people that's going to start losing their jobs, losing jobs to AI, losing jobs to just there's just going to be a new industries, losing jobs for a variety of different reasons. So. What you're creating is a, is a housing um, crisis, and this is a broader conversation. But this is an early stage of that. This is the yeah. early stage when you start to see this many evictions. This is a this is a, something that's alarming, um, and you start seeing people living in in rooms, renting rooms, and mm-hmm. living together in communal spaces. <clears throat> um, this is something that has to be addressed, and if it doesn't have a fix to it in the next ten to twenty years, you're going to see. It's, it's going to be bad. The homeless yeah. population now, if you look, if you go to cities like L.A., if you go to cities like San Francisco, the homeless population is out of control. That's going to terrible. You wouldn't even know that you was in America. And it's like, take a city like Miami. How much more can real estate go up in a short period of time before it just becomes completely unsustainable? Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody's not a billionaire. Everybody's not a millionaire. Some. Where is everybody going to live? You can only mm-hmm. push people out to the outskirts for so far. For, at a certain point, there's no more outskirts. Middle of America? Shout huh? out to the Midwest. Don't y'all come there. Stop pushing them to the middle of America. I'm saying you just can't. Like That's like relocation. I'm yeah. talking about you pushing people yeah. to the outskirts. It's like oh, yeah. uh, you, you, you move from New York to Jersey. This is like, but it just keeps getting wider and wider and wider. Yeah. With they, they don't have anywhere to live eventually. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that, right? Like we've seen people go from New York City then they end up in Northern Westchester, then they end up in Poughkeepsie, then they end up in Albany, then they end up in Rock. And so they are pushing them. Well, what happens is that you... you at a certain point there, you can't... You can't push, push them so to you, Canada. You start you start in Manhattan. Right. You start in Lower Manhattan. Then you work your way up. Mm-hmm. Then you're in... Which used to be Hell's Kitchen on the Upper West Side. Now that's... I don't even call it Hell's Kitchen anymore. It's a whole different neighborhood. It's completely gentrified. Then... You start moving to Harlem, mm-hmm. then you start calling it Northern Manhattan, mm-hmm. which is insane. NoHo. Then you start moving up to Washington Heights. They got a name for that now. They trying to gentrify that. Where really? Is, yeah, I forgot what they trying to call it. Trying to gentrify that. Then, then, then you go to the Bronx, Sobro. 
That's what they call in the South Bronx. I still now. haven't heard anybody say that. That's it. crazy. Bro. They have a name for it. Yeah. You got to have a name for it before you fully implement the plan. You got to rebrand it. Rebrand like it. Elon did with Twitter, change the X. You got to rebrand. You got to change the name. So now you go, now you got the Bronx. Now you try. So it's like it happens and it just do, 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 do. Before you know it, it's, it's a whole different city. Yeah. Dangerous. Very, very dangerous. They want their cities back. And meanwhile, they're trying to convince us that everything is fine in the economy and that the stock market is okay. And there's only like 11 stocks internationally that are doing well. Like, if, if we had to put our lives on it outside of the ones we've called, are there any, Troy, you sent a great one, right? But are there like 15 stocks that we would just bet our lives on, like our life savings on? That's, no, that's there's weakness in the economy overall. And if there is not affordable housing solutions, at some point, the people are going to revolt. Yeah. They are going to revolt. Yeah. They're going to be at your door. Be careful today. Yep. And, and the crazy part, it's only going to take maybe two months. Like, the same thing with, with the music strike. And if people quit paying rent in one part of New York for three months, oh, baby, some changes will happen immediately. It doesn't take yeah. that much. Yeah. Rent strike. They tried that before. Rent strike. Yeah. It needs to happen because it's feeling like 07 all over again. So you're for you're you're pro rent strike. Well, I I, per, I currently don't have any tenants, so <laughs> I'm about to say the landlord's about to be at your neck. <laughs> I'm not pro rent strike because I feel like landlords that you you you, sh you shouldn't you don't deserve for somebody to just commit to paying you something and then not, not pay, paying you. And not pay it, yeah. That that's something that I don't agree with. Yeah. Um, I also think it should be affordable though. But it's all this is also important, right? It's in, from the other aspect of it. And shout out to uh, Brandon Rule, uh, alumni uh, of EYL, having developments that are built specifically to have affordable housing, right? So I know he just got a, a grant for 50 million. Did you see that? He got a 50 million dollar oh. grant. To, he will be at Investfest, he will be there to, to build. Um, I believe it's in Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. He's building 122 units, but those type of very intentional and strategic uh, developments help combat that. So it's like, all right, well, this is what it's going to be based on the economy that we're building in. Mm -hmm. All right. But so when we have developers that look like us, and that's why he's a gem. And I mean, because the way he's able to break things down and explain it to our community, it's incredible. But we need more branding rules. That's why it's important to be in the rooms, because I'm sure there's somebody who never knew that they can actually obtain that type of professionalism and career. It's important to have him because you can make these systemic changes, right? When we're looking for affordable housing and having our, our people's uh, in, intentions at the front of, of the discussion, we can be in the room and, and, and making sure that the development happens in a way that benefits everybody. So it's important to have that. So shout out to him. I just wanted to mention that. And affordable housing is important, but that's kind of like a Band-Aid because it's like it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a solution. It's not a it's not a long term solution. What's Where a, what, what's a long term solution is getting people to make more money. Absolutely, that's true. Afford it. So it's like just that's giving people affordable housing and putting them in situations where they can live is beneficial because people do need somewhere to live. Yeah, but they're still ultimately then they're not, still not making enough to even live there. So you're just you're still struggling. You might have a nice apartment, but that doesn't solve your problem. But what happens in the time that you're there? Right. So that could be the thing. Right. Like if I don't have to worry about what the roof over my head right now, I have a mindset where I have a freedom to actually think I have freedom to now create. 
have a, almost a sense of peace of mind, knowing that I can at least afford to live. That basic need is taken care of. Can I be innovative inside that time while I'm here? Yeah, it doesn't happen. It, 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 it doesn't happen. It's it doesn't hard ha that can happen. it happen? Can it any, happen? Any, anything can happen, but I'm just I'm just speaking from this is just experience I've, I've, I've seen <laughs> it's that experience no it's just that it's just a fact people become comfortable so you you have somewhere to live that's beneficial and that's needed and you usually it's just okay i'm now i have this taken care of and i'm gonna work enough and it's gonna be enough to pay these bills and it's a it's a recipe to just stay as a renter for your whole life let me just finish mm -hmm. it, you stay as a renter your whole life you'll never own anything um, and you'll never move up the economic scale. This isn't just my own personal biased opinion. This is with things that I've seen. I've, I've witnessed this firsthand. Very rarely does people, do they move up the economic scale? They don't mm -hmm. move up the economic scale. They just stay there. And who is that ultimately benefiting? Business, because they're getting government subsidies. It's not like they're doing this out of their, their own good of their heart. They're yep. getting government subsidies mm -hmm. to have 10% of these luxury apartment buildings to have affordable units and to, and to build these and different things of that nature. So there is a win for them. And the government is just printing money. They don't care. Um, so the only people that's, that they think that they're benefiting is the people that are in this. But it's really a, it's really a, a trap to keep people on this same type of government assistance treadmill yeah. that it never helps never it doesn't when, help anybody when you say you you've seen it firsthand you're speaking of a specific time period i'm speaking of this actual time period where people have access to more resources access to more information and are actually educating themselves that we are actually seeing firsthand right like we are seeing that it's the reason why we do this every monday it's the reason why we put out content every day so people are more aware and have more information than they've ever had. That might be true for a time period, but there has to be optimism and saying like, yo, the work that we're actually doing. And that's why I said like a guy like Brandon is so important to see it happening. I believe it, it can change. That. No, I'm all for affordable. First, there was always information. There's different stages of information. At this, this level? This is, let me finish. <laughs> it's all relative, right? So there was like before there was no such thing as a library. Then there was a library. Then there was no such thing as a computer. Then you had access to the internet. Then there was no such thing. So th there's always been access to information. There's never been as much information as much. that's readily available to you. But you could always change your life based off of information at any point in time. So why hasn't it happened previously? Well, that's what I just said. So I don't. I'm not optimistic. That it's going to change now. First, second, I think that people that listen to us definitely want to improve their situation for sure. Mm. But ultimately, I'm not just talking about the hundred thousand people that watch Market Mondays every single week. I'm talking about fifty million people, a hundred million people that are impacted that never even heard of Earning Leisure before. So this is something that's way bigger than than even the people that we're reaching. Right? This is a systematic problem that has to be figured out for the greater good of America, but America. also the whole entire world, because it's, it's a global issue as well. So yes, we're going to reach a lot of people, but it's still a drop in the bucket. In comparison. If, if we change a million people's lives, that's still a drop in the bucket compared to 50, 70, 90 million people that can't afford to live somewhere. So while Apple and Walmart is taking their business and going to India. And while Elon Musk is about to become a trillionaire. 
so it's like we've this is the great disparity in wealth that's happening this mm -hmm. this is my point it's a it's a disparity in wealth that's unlike anything that we've ever seen in human history yep. where the the rich are getting extremely wealthy at levels that people couldn't even imagine and the people at the bottom are staying at the bottom so some affordable housing yes that's good but we have to figure out a way to get the people at the bottom to catch up whether that's through different skill set whether that's through a variety of different things, but just providing things for them, although it's beneficial and it's needed, is not the they ultimate solution no. to get them in an upward mobility trajectory. It, it, it's not the end all be all, but it does it does put off the you know what the basic need, right? Shelter. And that's what I'm saying. Like if we have, have that, and of course there's plenty of issues, and yes. This is not the end all be all, and it's not the only solution, or even a part of a solution to, you know, uh, bring in that wealth gap. But it does meet the first basic need: shelter, food, shelter. Right after we have those basic needs met, what can we do? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.